Welcome to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. I am Gabby, your host, founder of Gabby Inspires. I empower people of all ages to embrace change. I am a motivational speaker, coach, and workshop leader. I know you are unique. And I will offer in each episode humor and skill building tools that will enable you to make the right choice so you too can embrace change. Welcome to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. Hello, I'm Gabby and I'm your host today. I'm so glad you're here. As you know, my podcasts always focus on changes you faced, choices you made, and opportunities you found. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing someone who has been doing this all his life. And I mean, he's been making changes all his life. He started at age five and the changes he made helped put him in the position he is now. I know that sounds crazy, but when he tells you the story, you'll understand. But I did say, yes, age five. Ryan works now for the McGovern Wealth Group, and also he and his wife Jessica are founders and teachers for a nonprofit. The name is Students with Exceptional Abilities, and they abbreviated as SEA. But I know Ryan can tell his story much better than I can, and I feel his journey has been amazing and I cannot wait to share it with all of you. So, hi, Ryan. I want to introduce you to my audience. It's Ryan Wirtz. Hi, Gabby. Thanks so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. I'd like maybe for you to start out today and tell us what you're doing right now. And then we'll get go back a little bit into time and how it all happened to get there. But so... Tell us who Ryan Wirtz is today. <laughs> well, uh, I currently work for the McGovern Wealth Group, which is a part of Lifetime Financial Growth here in Pittsburgh. And what I'm doing uh, is working with clients who have family members with disabilities uh, and helping them plan their financial future uh, through the use of estate planning, special needs trusts, uh, and just ensuring that they are able to receive the government benefits that they are uh, entitled to. Uh, and making sure that they protect those in their estate plan. Let me jump in here because that's really a burden on a family with children or with any family member that has special needs. And, and it takes a person who has special training to find out all the ins and outs is the best way I can explain that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, my team and I, uh, we work well together in, in being able to serve the family's needs to the best of their ability and what they may need for their financial future together. I don't want to go into it too deep, but because I know nothing about this and I'm trying to learn. I said, no, my, some of my audience may need your help. So I guess it's maybe with housing as they get older, or is it just trust funds for if something happens to the parents? That would worry me a lot. Absolutely. Is what would happen to my child. Absolutely. Yeah, it is exactly that utilizing trust funds to uh, ensure that the child, the dependent child that that family has is able to continue to live the life that they're used to with their parents when their parents do ultimately pass. And that may be when the child is four years old or when the child is 50. 
uh, and needing a community-based housing agreement. But what we're working with uh, in the estate planning area is ensuring that the funds that the family leaves to that child does not disqualify them for uh, Medicaid or any other government assistance so that they're able to continue to get the medical needs that they have met through the use of the funds from the government. That's probably really comforting to the parent, I, you know, Absolutely. if I was in that situation. So uh, go on, you were going to mention your wife. Go ahead, go and tell us about Jessica. Yeah, yeah. So Jessica and I, uh, I will give a little personal history here as well. We've been married a little over four years now. We just welcomed our first son, Kaysen. Uh He's about six months old now. Uh, but five years ago now, 2017, we were down at the Pine Richland Youth Center here in Gibsonia, and the executive director approached us with the idea of rebranding uh, the special education program that the youth center has or had at the time into what we now have called, as you mentioned, students with exceptional abilities. Uh, so Jessica is has a background in working with uh, children with disabilities as well. She's a special education professor at Slippery Rock and her brother, uh, who I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit here. Uh, her brother, Brandon, has a disability, which really shaped her future as well into the, this educational background for her. Wow. And where'd you two meet? At college or? Yep. All yep. Right. We went to Slippery Rock together and met met in class. Two different, two different attitudes. I was in the back, you know, goofing off. She was up front actually learning. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't it wonderful when fate brings you together? Uh, that's great. That's Absolutely. great. So now just begin how you started. Like what really, I want to go back to this five-year-old. I love that story. <laughs> Why don't you start there when you, what drew you into the field that you're in? Just Absolutely. Tell me. Okay. Absolutely. I remember one of my friends, I just, I won't mention his name just for privacy, but uh, we grew up together in elementary school and playing t-ball together. And just in my interactions with him, I ended up spending probably more time in his classroom, which I had no idea was called special education at the time, um, than in my own classroom for say indoor recess. So just really enjoyed hanging out with him. And we got to play a lot of cool games together instead of learning. So <laughs> in first kindergarten and first grade, I would, I would find myself in his classroom and just became friends with him through, through that interaction. So you were drawn to helping because it seemed like he needed your help or don't you remember that he was just your friend? Is that what it yeah, was? He, That's Exactly. He was just my friend. You know, you don't, you don't ever, when you're that young, you're not really thinking of how am I helping somebody? Yeah. Um, and, and I wouldn't even use that term in what I was doing with him. We were just hanging out. Um, he just became a friend of mine through baseball and, and class. That's amazing. I just, because I, I hear some parents say that their children are so lonely because they get you know, push to the back and they're not as good in sports as some. And just mm -hmm. to have someone just befriend them like that. And you mentioned something to me about best buddies. Was that 
Yeah. Yeah. What What's best buddies? What'd you do there? Absolutely. Yeah. So the the same individual actually, uh, who I was friends with in kindergarten and first grade, I of course stayed uh, friends with him through elementary school. But when you hit middle school, you kind of get that too cool for school. All the schools come together, so you kind of lose yeah. touch with a couple friends. Um, and I remember in, in eighth grade, he came back up to me in school and he said, hey, I want you to join this club with me. Uh, I'm like, OK, you know, what what kind of club is this? What's he talking about? So he just bolts down the hallway, essentially, uh, <laughs> and, and doesn't say anything. So I'm like, OK, I guess I should follow him. Uh, <laughs> and we go down to the the, uh, the electives wing of, of the school and there is a logo. Uh, which now I know is a Keith Haring um, piece of artwork. Uh, and on above that logo, it says Best Buddies. And he just points to it and he walks in this classroom. So again, I follow him. And at that point, uh, the teacher, uh, the special education teacher just shared with me what Best Buddies is. Uh, and from my eighth grade year on to today, so, oh gosh, probably 17 years maybe, I might be aging myself <laughs> too many years there. I'm not sure. Uh, from that point bad. on, I've been involved. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what Best Buddies is, I realized I didn't say what Best Buddies actually is. Uh, it is an international nonprofit that works with uh, school-aged individuals to match them in a one-to-one -one friendship. So you have an individual with a disability and an individual without a disability, and you're paired together to hang out in school and outside of school to include individuals with disabilities in, in social settings. Exactly what you mentioned, Gabby, of, you know, parents having that concern for their children. Oh, that's really a good program. So and then so through high school, then you went to some social things or took him to ball games or football mm -hmm. games and that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, Absolutely. you were talking about Jessica and you met her and and her brother had a disability what's mm -hmm. what was that yeah so her brother brandon is a few years younger than him and and she's given me permission to to share her story as if she was sharing it herself so uh thank you thank you i was gonna <laughs> ask you that <laughs> thank you so she she likes to say that her world got turned upside down when she was three um her brother was born and you know she's not aware at the age of three that he was developmentally delayed um, but as she got older, she had noticed and realized with her parents pointing it out, of course, uh, that Brandon wasn't able to walk as early as others. Uh, he wasn't able to talk as early as, as others were. Oh, yes. Um, and so ultimately, uh, he ended up being diagnosed with multiple disabilities, uh, autism being one, uh, and then also epilepsy, uh, seizures. Uh, as well as neuromyopathy. Uh, so ultimately one day his nerve endings are slowly dying uh, and he will be oh. wheelchair bound. So that really shaped her future uh, into wanting to teach students with disabilities. Uh, and what ultimately occurred is she actually now has the opportunity to teach soon to be teachers, how to teach students with disabilities at Slippery Rock. So. Okay, and what are some of the programs that you offer um, at SEA? What what do you do? Tell me yeah. more about that. So, students with exceptional abilities or SEA, uh, much easier to say that than that that word yeah. <laughs> bumble miss there. Uh, what we really focus on is educational opportunities for students with disabilities. 
So we realized that there's tutoring, there's, there's 900 tutoring organizations in Pittsburgh, probably. I'm of course making that number up. Uh, and none of them work specifically with students with disabilities. And when you're considering the laws that revolve around special education, there's actually more need for specialized time for those students to receive outside of school and specifically through what's called extended school year. Uh, and that's, that's an opportunity for students who need more time in the classroom uh, to do so over the summer. Uh, so what ultimately we realized is that they also need that support outside of school during the school year. So we have Jessica uh, and two other tutors uh, who have experience in special education to be working with students in whether it's social skills, uh, math, reading, writing, any anything you can think of that a student would need for tutoring, we just offer it specifically for students with disabilities and, and an individualized education plan from the school district. Uh, and do they have to go to Pine Richland or can other parents in say close, I guess, maybe South Butler, which is now Knock, I guess, or Butler mm -hmm. or, or down in Allegheny County, can they come to your program? Does it, I guess, is it Pine Ridgeland based is what I'm asking. Yeah. So the, the Pine Ridgeland Youth Center where we, where we run the program out of actually is not even really associated uh, with the township or the school district. Um, they don't okay. receive any tax funding. So they actually serve, the youth center as a whole, serves over 56 school districts in the Pittsburgh area. Now, we in our program serve about seven school districts. So we have students from Pine Richland, of course, you know, home base, uh, but also Deer Lakes, Mars. We've had students from North Allegheny. Uh, we have had students from Seneca Valley. Uh, and I believe actually one from South Butler, as you're saying, Knock, um, Riverview. So we've served multiple different school districts uh, for families. Well, that's, that's good for my audience to know. And a little later before we sign off, if you want to, you can give out all your information. I'll ask you that before we sign out so they know where to get you. And I'm going to just bring it up right now. They can always contact me on my website and I can give them. I'm sure you'll let me give them your number or a way to get a hold of you. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know that I talk about changes you've faced and choices you made and opportunities you found. And some people think that you make one change, make one choice and life is happily ever after. And I, and I know it's not. So what was your journey to get here? Can you share that with me? Is that possible to share? I mean, I know we talked about you being young and, and befriending someone, but what, what made you really do this and, and the financial thing, which I think is wonderful because I, I'm a trained accountant too, but as far as knowing what to do with my own money or my own trust, I never knew, you know, I need someone else. So I can imagine, Absolutely. you know, so just talk to me and tell me what you think my audience wants to know here about how you got yep. where you are. Absolutely. So as we talked about, I started that all in middle school with best buddies, but then I continued through high school. And then when I went to Slippery Rock uh, University, continued best buddies there as well. So I, I went into my major for special education. 
And I ultimately changed my major in that time to uh, a, a very large, <laughs> a very, very large in the sense of amount of words here, uh, major called Community Programs for Americans with Disabilities and Nonprofit Management. So the program still offered at Slippery Rock. They just call it Transition now, which is so much simpler. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so much simpler than what what my my degree says uh, from graduation. Um, that was but probably knew... hard to carry around. That all those. <laughs> oh, it, I you you talk about a piece of paper. It, it is from the left margin to the right margin for your major. <laughs> I don't think there's one that long anywhere else. Um, but I knew in college that I didn't want to teach. I didn't want to be in a school. Uh, I, I wanted to, cause I wanted to coach and all that fun stuff. Right. Uh, but I knew I would not be happy. So I made the decision my sophomore year to change my major to that program with the intent of working for best buddies within my career. So I graduated from slippery rock in 2013, uh, went off to Baltimore, Maryland for two years and worked for best buddies in Maryland there. Uh, in our, what is called the citizens program for best buddies. Uh, I, I continue to say in R because, uh, I still volunteer actively with the, with the organization. Um, but after some time in Maryland, I moved back to Pittsburgh, then started an office in Cleveland with best buddies. And then ultimately where I ended my career with best buddies was on a team called expansion, where we worked with all of the states that didn't have an office for the program. Um, I was traveling to different states like Colorado and, and Georgia and Alabama and, and opening programs that I had experienced from the social experience uh, in the schools and opening them in, in cities like Macon, Georgia and uh, oh gosh, Westminster, Colorado, all these random towns I had never heard of. I got real good at geography very quickly. <laughs> But then ultimately, I knew uh, from from watching Jess's family, Jessica's family, plan for Brandon's future that there was something else out there. So, in Colleen and Tim's endeavors, Jess's parents, they they live in a small town in Ohio. You know, it's there's not a, a ton. They're close to Cleveland, but it's still far enough away. Um, and when they approached a lawyer to draft their estate documents, he was charging an astronomical price for, wow. <laughs> it was close to five, $6,000. And if, if you, if you think about working with a lawyer, you might say, oh, that's not that much. Um, but, but our team works with lawyers that charge much less than that and work in a specialized area of that special needs planning. And the documents that Tim and Colleen could have gotten in their hometown didn't even cover Brandon's medical costs if they had left anything. He was going to leave the money to Brandon outright, which immediately would disqualify him for those benefits that he's receiving currently. And they just wanted to ensure they protected. Yes, I, I heard that from our conversation earlier. And Yes, some parents really don't know. That's why it's wonderful on what you do, because mm -hmm. I would have not known that, that it's like, okay, here's my money. I'm going to give it to my son. But then he would really be out on his own. He would have some money, but he might not even know how to handle it correctly. Exactly. You know, 
what it ultimately ends up doing for Jess and I, because we're going to become Brandon's guardians, is if that money is left to him outright, he no longer receives Medicaid and the medications that he takes on a monthly basis, on a daily basis, really, uh, that bill, uh, you know, of course, private insurance is involved, but that bill is still in the thousands of dollars on a monthly basis. So you're talking oh, about an immediate, yeah, it's, it's crazy the number of, of medications he takes, but you're talking about an immediate burden on Jess and I at the time, you know, and, and hopefully this is 50 years down the road when, when Tim and Colleen pass. Yeah. So having that, no, seeing them go through that process and then actually getting introduced to my mentor uh, as a potential client and, and conversing with him about Tim and Colleen's instance, I knew right away that there was a need uh, for people who knew what they were discussing and talking about in that area. I, yes, that is that is such an important area, and I I just found out from talking to you that most of us are very naive onto what's out there and what you can do, and for any parent, like you said, if if something happened and you and Jessica got the responsibility of Brandon, you want it, you would accept it, but you know what if you couldn't keep it up that's that's amazing right. i mean it i never thought about it and i could just i'm in awe <laughs> what you do is <laughs> wonderful so you made changes you traveled the country it sounds like and got to know people and i think your friend jessica's brother and all the people you met along the way has made your position what it is today right yep yep every decision led me to where i am today a hundred percent Yep, exactly. And can you tell people that it's all right to change your mind? Like you thought maybe you'd be a teacher and then maybe you wouldn't be a teacher, that it's all right to change your mind and to move on, that that's what change is all about. Exactly. I will say for me, <laughs> that it, it took a couple couple weeks, a couple months in some instances to be okay and ultimately make that decision. But what I've realized in, in my life is that if you're thinking about it, you're probably going to end up doing it. Uh, and it's just something that you're able to do, you're wanting to do, your mind is set to do it. Uh, so it's okay to, to kind of walk, walk off the deep end, if you will, uh, and, and take a risk and see what would be possible and, and where it will take you. Well, that's what I always tell people, it's a journey. It's a trip. And sometimes you make a wrong turn, but was it really wrong? Maybe you saw something <laughs> nice on the way or you learned something else. And so it's, it, don't beat yourself up if you don't get from point A to B in a hurry, because there's people you need to meet and, and things you need to learn. And I just, I always tell people that some people will come into your life for a reason, but they may only stay a season. So enjoy it and and change and and move on. You know, if you exactly. want to. I mean, some people are content to stay where they're at all the time, and that's <laughs> fine too. You know, absolutely. And one of the things I always said when I was working at Best Buddies um, 
is, you know, I had, I've had probably thousands of conversations with teachers or administrators or students, uh, especially when I was in expansion working in the States that didn't have an office. And we opened probably 150 to 200 chapters out of those thousand conversations. And I always said to my, my team, Hey, they may not open a program, but we've shared our mission and they're aware of what we do. And even if you're not sharing a nonprofit mission or you're, you know, and, and you're taking the jump into a new job, you're going to impact somebody that you have no idea you're impacting just by taking that change and, and working with that individual or being friends with that individual, seeing that individual. So we have a lot of impact on people that we're not even aware of in our lives. You do, you do. And Ryan, um, I think this is a good place. We're going to wind up and, and close for the day, but I'm so glad you shared your story with me and my audience. You just becoming friends with a young man and, and doing what you do is, is amazing because I know people do not know all that help is out there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so now I'd like to give you a chance to share any information that for people to contact you that you would like website, telephone number, uh, email, just please. Absolutely. So the easiest way to get a hold with of me for students with exceptional abilities is by email. And that email is R W I R T H at P R Y C dot org. But you can also learn more about uh, students with exceptional abilities by going to pryc.org backslash SEA or on Facebook, just searching students with exceptional abilities. Uh, the, you know, that's the, the quickest way to get a hold of us in uh, the, the world we live in today. Um, but you could also call the, the Youth Center, the Pine Ridgeland Youth Center's front desk. That's 724-443. Three seven nine six. Ryan, again, thank you for being such a great guest speaker. And I want to let you know that what you do with McGovern Wealth Group and helping people is is wonderful. And your nonprofit, I, I just I have no. I know people now that that need these services, and I hope they contact you. You and your wife, I believe, are pillars of our community. <laughs> thank you for what you do. And I think you make this world a better place. And, and I'm glad that you took the opportunity to share it with us. But remember, every opportunity begins with a choice. So my audience, if you'd like to hear more, my podcasts are listed on GabbyInspires.com. And you can listen to other people's stories such as Ryan's and see what they found and how they found their opportunities. But don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. And also, while you're on the website, leave me a message. Let me know what you would like to hear. Or maybe you would like to be a guest speaker. So again, check my website out, GabbyInspires.com. And thank you. Hey, friends. It's that time again, time to say farewell for this episode. Thanks for listening to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. 
I would love to hear from you. Invite me to speak to your group or hold a workshop. Go to my website at gabbyinspires.com or text me at 724-524-3464. What do you want to change? It is your choice. I will see you in two weeks. In the meantime, be sure to check out my other episodes. Farewell.